Genre. Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and celebrate the movie Spider-Man one hormonal minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. <laughs> and I'm Zach Luna. <laughs> and I am Jay Malone from Geek by Night. Welcome back, Jay. Thank you so much. Yeah. Happy to glad have you're you. here to wrap up the week with us. Yeah. yeah it has been a very, very fun week. Oh, oh that's good. nice well, to man. hear. Yeah, yeah. thank you. <laughs> so uh, today we are talking about Minute 20, which Starts with uh, Peter uh, turning away from the window, um, Mm -hmm. which he was looking at uh, MJ through, Mm -hmm. Um, but she left. So he was done. Yep. (laughs) Um, And uh, and ends with Peter following MJ to her bus stop while talking to himself. Uh, It is less creepy than it sounds. So, so. <laughs> I, I, I my my favorite part of this scene is is watching that that blossoming confidence that Peter has because it's just mm-hmm. so ridiculously dorky, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and Toby Maguire just nails the naive wonder just so perfectly. Like it's just like yeah. I I remember in high school because I, hey I grew up dorky. I yeah. remember in high school when the girl I had a crush on mm-hmm. talked to me and I had that exact same stupid look on my face. Versus <laughs> yes. like. This is awesome. All yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here we yeah. go. I, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I mentioned uh, uh, on one of our first episodes, Scott and I traded stories about our first interactions with uh, this movie. And I was like, I had a surprise date to this movie where I didn't know I was on a date until I ended up at the date. And I remember like after this movie came out and this girl went home and I was standing there and I was like, are we, did I like, I just had a, what do I say to her tomorrow? It's just like, <laughs> okay. Like that, that little, like, yeah. Okay. I is There's so many things happening in those two syllables and it's just beautiful. To, to yep. Well, it's, it's really great because the whole previous minute was sort of like, you know, click, clack, click, clack up the roller coaster. Yeah. And him saying, <laughs> okay, is like getting the top of the roller coaster and going for a ride. And then we go directly to him running down the stairs and across the wall. Yes. That's such is, a perfect it's, metaphor. It's <laughs> perfect. Like it's just, it just flows so perfectly. And it's, it's one of those things where it's like, this is what happens when you get a film, you allow a filmmaker to sort of, make this movie from the ground up is you get little moments of momentum like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah, that, that you wouldn't get that if you were noting them to death, you know, do you know the thing about the, the construction of those stairs, Scott? Like, do you remember what the deal is with that? 
Well, I remember, I, I know that it's not a normal set because normal sets are super flimsy and yeah. you would never ever be able to do that uh, without like literally bringing the entire house down. <laughs> right, um, yeah. It's not, would not be safe. So right, uh, yeah. I don't remember the specifics. I know it's definitely reinforced. Yeah, they reinforced um, and they and they lowered the ceiling slightly so that it would be just the right amount of length for him to do that little stunt so that his, his mm-hmm. feet could reach the whole way around. They just it down with that and i a just love that in general but b it reminds me of like the the nicer side of like the hilarious hubris from like united artists so like the united artists lot <laughs> back in the day was like douglas fairbanks and a, a few other people but douglas fairbanks who was like the huge like action star of his day you know because he did zorro and he did all these pirate movies and he was like the guy to like intimidate people when he was like having them over at the lot to like negotiate contracts or stuff like that when the original lot was built, he had various ledges and architectural elements in and around the whole studio built to the exact height that he could jump up to that other people couldn't jump up to. So he'd be in the middle of like talking to somebody about something and then just casually leap up elegantly onto this perfect perch and continue talking while on top of that and then jump down somewhere <laughs> later. I just love how obsessive... <laughs> that idea is so it's it's some kind of weird intimidation game of the yeah. first perspective at disneyland that's crazy right, yeah. exactly or just like hey this place is my playground i might as well play on it <laughs> you know what not not dissimilar to uh putting your name on everything like norman yeah man uh, yeah over at Oscar. All, all those concrete pillars <laughs> that he- carving his name into pillars this, I mean, come on, come on, Norman. This is a support beam. I don't care. Put my name on it. It's, yeah, it's going to weaken the structure. Beam. Nope, nope, nope. Got to have it. Can it? Can we have yeah. it come out? Can it? No, it has to be deeply chiseled in, not in. All right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and paint the gonna, floor green. It's going to up my quote for this week. Uh, I, <laughs> I just love. I love that little stunt. I love his his joy and the reaction that they have to it. The his. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, yeah. Uncle Aunt Ben May choking like, on eggs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so good. So, uh, so I will say um, before we move fully into the the Aunt May Uncle Ben scene. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think that, and we talked a little bit about this um, when we first started the show, but uh, I think it's worth mentioning again because I don't want to ever forget how good. Danny Elfman score oh, is yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Um, and it, I would argue it's one of his best easily because, you know, uh, like the, the Batman score mm. is phenomenal. The Beetlejuice score is phenomenal, but they're really the, the thing that makes them so great is the, the themes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Outside yeah. The of the bombast. main themes, outside of those main themes, I wouldn't be able to hum any of the music. Sure. You know, I I, I, like none of it really sticks out as like genius or anything. It just sort of gets the job done. I mean, Batman's like a lot of, you know, children's choirs and, and harps and stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Very gothic. And uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, but Spider-Man, like this moment where he, just before he, the sort of like, the musical crescendo yeah, yeah, yeah just before yeah. he's like okay is so good and just yeah. so like it, it just it's it is i think without danny elfman's score i don't know that these movies work as well as they do sure. because 
the the movie itself is so earnest, but his score is so earnest as well that like the two just it just everything clicks into place yeah. the way that it should Agreed. and and makes the entire movie work. And it's you not know, where, intrusive. Like it it it's only right. there where it needs to be. I was thinking about that in uh, the previous minute from yesterday when we have, you know, Peter waking up in his room or whatever, that mm-hmm. for a long portion of that scene there is no musical score there except for very small beats. It's mostly like we hear the the clocks ticking and we hear some birds outside. And right. as the scene that we're ending, the scene that we're ending on the, in this minute today, as it progresses into his realization of this new confidence and this this new opportunity and this like this oh, this I don't know what's going on, but this day is different type of thing. The music comes in more and more and more and then sells us on that last moment. Mm-hmm running right. into this in this thing it's it's really well done i, I can't yeah how else to phrase it. it's it's doing what you would want a score to do and it's not overbearing but it's also not just like a temp track that we you know re-recorded into something technically new for this it's a right. its own element its own character almost and i but like everything yeah. else in these sam raimi movies mm. it only works in this movie like mm-hmm, this sure. score wouldn't work in the amazing Spider-Man movies. Like, no. because it, what, what it's doing, cause it is a, a manipulative score. Like yeah. it, it's in and an old fashioned that, way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and, and a lot of people, they use that word as like a negative as like, like, Oh, you know, everyone right. talks about how manipulative, uh, the John Williams scores and Steven Spielberg movies are. Right. They do that all the time. And they talk about it as a negative. And in the case here, like, I don't think it's a negative. It's just as earnest as the rest of the movie is. Yeah. 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 It's sincere. Right. What, yeah. yeah. One of the, one of the things I like about this and, and I love, I love Danny Elfman's work, but you are correct. It's, it's themes, you know, Batman, mm-hmm. the Simpsons, mm-hmm. uh, Beetlejuice. The thing about the Spider-Man soundtrack and this, and the score to it is it's not typical Elfman crazy bombastic. Yeah. You know, right. it's not. Like, you know, like screaming trumpets or anything like that. It's, it's subtle and it's light and it's homey. It feels comfortable. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it wouldn't work anywhere else. It's, it's, it is the perfect score for the best Spider-Man film. Well, yeah. the best Spider-Man series of films. Series right. of films. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, yeah. in, in, a, I think a lot of it like stems from like an early, like artistic decision, the sort of, um, the easy metaphor of. Well, it's a Spider-Man, it's a Spider-Movie, what should we do? Let's have a lot of light strings, you know, because mm-hmm. like, uh, like violins and violas and cellos and things, it's, it, it's evocative of spider webs and web lines and things like that, just tonally, like, okay, <clears throat> let's work with that. Well, if we're going to do delicate things, but have a sort of, you know, uplifting, earnest score with those, it has a unique feel where it's not like, you know, uh, like a, a brassy optimistic trumpet playing us the little like note of optimism there where we have mm-hmm. like these little strings like throughout the throughout the film just these little moments you know of realization or understanding or when there's an, a new anticipation for something where we have these like s- these strings and these these uh, these voices that are slightly disassociated sort of coming in and fading back out and it that sense of wonder is partly just the that timbre timber you know like that type of sound quality that you get mm-hmm. from building a lot of strings into the orchestra rather than you know brass instruments or a lot of like shouty shouty voices it's mm-hmm. I, there's just something lovely about it that feels 
even when I'm watching a trailer for this or, you know, watching a, a minute or two, you know, and then not letting myself watch the rest of the movie for this podcast, I still get <laughs> like, you know, I'm, I, I feel the way I felt on that day when I first saw this movie. I, yep. you know, and that's, and that is the biggest takeaway is yeah. I, you're completely right. I feel like that every single time I watch this movie, Yeah, uh-huh. every single time, what other movie can you think of that, that, that keeps you in that world every time you watch it? There's not many. No, there's, no. I can only think of two for me off the top of my head and it's Raiders of the Lost Ark and the Big Lebowski. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Minor, minor, probably Spider-Man and the Princess Bride. Yeah. 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 Uh, Princess that, Bride. Yeah. That's a, yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, there's, and they're usually like, you ask somebody a question like that and it's usually the films that are the most personally meaningful for them. You know, the, the mm-hmm. types that you've watched over and over and over again and they never, you know, uh, wore out their welcome and, and can't at this point because now they're a part of you. Uh, yeah. that, right. That, like that. It's a lot of people like tons of movies, obviously, but there's usually just a couple that really, really hit you that way. And, and for me, like I, Gosh, I, I just like watching this movie. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's worth so, it. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, okay. So I need to point something out, mm. uh, that I just think yes. Back is in a minute. Yes. <laughs> really. I just think I have a lot of questions about this. So, <laughs> so, um, not to, not to like question comic book science, which uh-huh. is what I'm about to do. Um, but, uh, so, so Peter last night, you know, I forgot to bring this up in the last minute. So, mm. so a couple of things happened, right? Yeah. We found out last minute one, he has 20, 20 vision now. And yep. two, he has like, uh, like a 12 pack and, and <laughs> like pecs. And I mean, he looks, he looks like a gymnast, right? right. Yeah. And, uh, so first of all, the eye, the eyes thing. I mean, if I, I could be incorrect. I'm not, I'm not an eye doctor, but sure. from all the charts and things and that I've seen when I go to the eye doctor, which is, you know, annually. Yeah. Um, it seems to me that near the, the concept of nearsightedness and farsightedness has to do with the shape of your eyeball changing. Yes. Yep. Right. Uh-huh. And so like when you're, when you're, uh, nearsighted, like your eyeball gets sort of like into like more of like a cylindrical shape. Mm-hmm. And when you're farsighted, it sort of gets crushed mm. up the other way. Yeah. Um, so it's like kind of flatter. Yeah. The, the, the literal physical distance that your lens and your eye should be from your retina is not right. It's either too far forward right. or too close. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So <clears throat> if I'm Peter Parker Mm-hmm. I I just feel like the night before I'm just screaming and holding my eyes <laughs> because because I mean can you imagine the amount of pain that you would go through for your eyes to actually change shape? This is the I just uh, the American Werewolf in London version of oh, Spider Man. Man. <laughs> I just can't imagine. <laughs> well, I guess oh, too, like I, if when I was a kid and I used to get like um, growing pains at night, you know, when I was uh, growing taller and uh, where like your, your, your body is just growing a little too fast. And there's something about the interconnective tissue or the fascia in your, your limbs that like my shins would hurt so bad at night. Mm-hmm. Like it would keep me up at night and I'd be like writhing around in the bed. Like, Oh yeah. I can't wait. I mean, I guess he doesn't get any taller, but like, 
if every part of you is like swelling outward in, in different new ways and you're like creating, I don't, I don't know what sort of like musculature, like uh, science wise is necessary for you to be able to lift cars and, and jump 30 feet through the air or whatever like that. But it's got to be a pretty substantial change, you know, at the, at the, at the cellular level. I, right. I can't imagine that that would be an easy process to go through, but maybe, maybe he just yeah. passed out from the pain. Yeah. And, that could be. And just woke up yeah. and it was over. Yeah. Yeah. Regained that, consciousness. Like, <laughs> like didn't actually wake up. He just regained consciousness. He went into a coma. Yeah. A little, yeah. a little spider cocoon thing. Uh, that's that's <laughs> right. not how it works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Silkworm <laughs> cocoon, cocoon. That's not, that's not how spiders work. Right, However, yeah. try yeah. telling that to J. Michael Straczynski because <laughs> he did it. He, he did it. All the way. All the way. Uh, that's not how spiders work, Jay. That's not how spiders work. <laughs> no. Um. So, uh, but yeah, so my, my follow-up question to the eyeball thing yeah. is you're right. So like the, the, if you're changing on a cellular level and, and you're just getting ripped just in general, take out, take out the whole like super supernatural okay, yeah. element out of it. Yeah. And just, we're just specifically talking about how Peter Parker went to, went to sleep basically anemic. Yeah. Uh, as we saw last week. Yeah. And woke up like he looks today <laughs> you you would have to in reality you would have to absorb so many calories yeah to to like succeed in that and then he wakes up this morning and doesn't want to have breakfast are you kidding me <laughs> he should be ravenous i mean he should be so absurdly hungry that he's just like that tray of, of sausages that Aunt May comes out. He right. should just grab the whole handful and walk out the door with it. Yeah. Like be, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't make any sense he that should he's be, like not hungry. Yeah. And in fact, what was his body absorbing yeah. to make himself this ripped? Like did the, the speed spider force, bite like, clearly? Yeah. yeah. Did, did the spider bite contain like proteins that his <laughs> his body was like eating all night? Like right, right. Oh right. man, so many science questions. I'm very <laughs> special <laughs> spider enzymes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Self replicate. <laughs> the, the spider enzymes also are able to somehow like uh, violate like the laws of thermodynamics or something. It just creates mass from nothing. That's the that's really the main. Uh, benefit of the spider bite, but we, it's just like by the wayside because we're so excited about lifting things that like <laughs> <laughs> we haven't gotten there yet. But like you know, he generates an awful lot of webbing out of nowhere. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> I mean, uh, look, he's young. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he's young. He's young. The metaphor holds up, and it's like everything. Of course, everything. Yeah. Everything kind of worked a lot better. Yeah, when you were young. <laughs> Sometimes a little too good. Sometimes so, it worked too you know. well. Sometimes I mean, not not when you wanted it to work. Uh, <laughs> of course, this is we're willingly going a bit Thermian argument here, but it's fun as a thought exercise. Uh, like, yeah, the real answer is like, of course, because like, how does Superman fly? Who cares? How is Spider Man right. ripped? He's ripped. It's great. It's like it's yeah. great. But <laughs> when we have the time to like parse a minute ago to the next minute over a day span, it's like yeah. Yeah, I begin to have a lot more questions. (laughs) (laughs) They crop up uh, as as things do when you're that age. Um, It's fun. Yeah, Uh, way to go. Um, 
<laughs> so so we get uh this really great grandpa thing because my yeah. grandpa did the same thing where yep. he would you know i like we were about to do something together or mm. or something like that and he would call me a nickname related to the thing we were about to do of course yep yeah that yeah. was not a normal nickname that he would ever call me <laughs> it's just that it related to what we're about to do or what i'm currently doing or what it, like hey yeah. bookworm it's time for dinner you know that sort of thing yep. yeah yeah and so. uh and and here he calls him michelangelo and <laughs> it took me an embarrassingly long time to understand Paint I thought ceiling? you just called yeah. him Michael, Michelangelo. Like I thought <laughs> it was just a weird nickname he had for his grandson for like years. No. And then at some point I rewatched this movie and I was like, oh, like the painter. Like, the, just, <laughs> not like the Ninja Turtle. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's where my mind probably went first. And I was like, what do nunchucks have to do with <laughs> Is he calling? Is he calling? Is he calling he did his the grandson a party thing? dude? Yeah. He's like, oh, he did this little parkour move. He's like a ninja now. Hey, Michelangelo, like, <laughs> after school, come on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, it works as a double meaning. That's true. Sure. Yeah, but we're gonna yeah. paint things. Come on. Um, <laughs> Don't forget, after school, we're gonna paint. It's so it's so wholesome that little exchange. It's yeah. it's great. I I have a lot of questions about. Don't start without me and don't start up with me. My girlfriend had the same thing when we were watching this, like the last time I watched this movie before the the the, the podcast, because um, when we were doing our early episodes about the trailers, I got so amped up by the trailers. I was like, I have to watch this movie now. So like that day mm -hmm. I watched the movie with my girlfriend. And at the same moment, there's that where we have, hey, don't, don't start without me. Don't start up with me. And she like looked at me. She's like, why would he say that? Who says yeah. things like that? What is up with that? Nobody says that. And I, for me, my dad said that sort of stuff all the time. That's no, no, no. specific for it has, I, it has nothing to do with what he said or what Peter said. It has yes. everything to do with the with the the statement and response. Yeah, the call and makes, response. It makes yeah. no sense. Like, but it's, don't start without me and don't start up with me. Well, he wasn't starting up with you. He was. Right. What, what right. are you talking about? <laughs> but like, I don't know. There's this sort of like boomer mentality maybe where you're just like, like he just wants to make the joke that's there and can't help yeah. himself. Even if the yeah. joke doesn't, doesn't really land. really make sense. Yeah. 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 You know, well, well, like, and, and the other thing that has always struck me as odd about it is the way that. So, so Toby Maguire says it in response to you know, don't forget we're going to paint the kitchen right after school. And he says, don't start without me. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. But the way that, that uncle Ben, the way that he says, and don't start up with me, he says it in a way as if it's like a saying that they have between like each fun, other. Yeah. 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 Like, an like, joke. like, yeah. Like an inside joke. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I just, it was just such a weird way to perform that line. I feel like I suppose, but I I guess for me, there's something like specifically avuncular about that, like the the weird joke that doesn't quite work, but it's still charming, and you're on your way out the door. That he yeah. like he has to say something, and he's yeah. got you know in his mind whenever anybody ever says start up with, you know, or start without, or start doing this. I can't wait to say, don't start up with me. Like I can't mm -hmm. wait to say it. Uh, regardless mm -hmm. of the context i know i think a lot about like my my father growing up uh 
well, not growing up, he still is, uh, he's deaf in one ear. So he doesn't always quite hear what you're saying, but he always wants to participate, you know, in that sort of like, <laughs> oh, dad type of way. Like he's going <laughs> to, he's going to say something and it's not always going to like land. So he would like, you would say a phrase of some kind and he'd have a go-to little line that he shoots out at you, you know, we're, just to like, let you know, like, Hey, I care about you, kid. You're on the way out. But like, this is, that's too many words for me to say here. So I'm just going to make that joke right now. Here's my joke. Uh, and you know, yep. he like chucks it at you and that right. there was something so home-like about that. When uncle Ben says that don't start up with me thing that it, if, if I wanted to sit there and like have that conversation with him, like, no, Uncle Ben, why? Why would you say that to me? That's not why. You know, like I don't have that reflex. I just have the reflex of like, yeah, old people. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Certainly. Yeah. <laughs> it's just I mean, uh, that's why that's why I can roll with it, but when we're when yeah. we're talking about it in the middle of the oh, time, sure. I gotta oh, break sure. it down. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta call it out and break it down. Oh, call. call and response. Call and yeah. response. Yeah. Um in the in the uh, in the script, uh, specifically the shooting script, yeah. um, there's a really great moment where you don't have that. Uh, well, okay. So first of all, going back to the kept draft yeah. now going all the way back to like page, like, you know, 20 again, yeah. um, or, or maybe even sooner than that, but, uh, it's similar. He does the whole, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but in this, like he comes downstairs and he's actually like rummaging through the refrigerator desperate for food. So, oh, okay. Yeah. That but food thing actually happened in the kept draft. And in yeah. fact, he like pulls out a piece of meatloaf and he's like gnawing on a piece of meat, leftover meatloaf. Right. And Aunt May <laughs> is like, is everything okay? And he's like, uh-huh. and his like mouth is full. <laughs> and Uncle Ben says, something you want to tell us? And uh, Peter like takes another bite of meatloaf, chews on it for a while, swallows and goes, nope. And then walks out the door. <laughs> An- another very accurate teenagerism right there. Yep. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, in the shooting draft, though, this mm-hmm. don't start without me. Don't start up with me isn't in here, mm. um, which which, again, this is the second sort of like old man, baby boomer joke. Yeah. That that uh cliff robertson slipped in that is not in the script that he (laughs) that he has performed um so that's really interesting but uh in the script he leaves and aunt may says what was that all about and uncle ben looks down at his plate and goes he ate my bacon (laughs) 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 Uh, (laughs) i really like i like that a lot yeah, I, I love that. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I can. I can only come back to that, like that refrain I always have about like what's what's worth spending time on if we're you know assembling this you know Sam Raimi mindset. What's worth spending time on? That is a great, great moment. The food gag is great. Uh huh. Is it worth spending the extra thirty seconds in here? If you know later it costs us something something else something else something else i right 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 or or do we get as much from like you know the the moment of teenager dumb of just like i got better and like yeah i'm not gonna overthink anything i'm invincible like that like a <laughs> little bit of teenager attitude does that like accomplish the same effect as the ravenous teenager eating food thing well uh, yeah. well you know what the problem is What's and I'll, problem? I'll tell you i'll tell yeah. you what the problem is <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, Toby Maguire's vegetarian. Oh, yeah. you're right. Oh, he can't, you're right. 
Yeah. He can't eat uh, the meatloaf or, or the bacon. bacon. Or the sausage. Yeah. yeah or the but... sausage. He can't eat that stuff. <laughs> I mean, they probably could have given him like a vegetarian version. Yeah. But I don't know how widely available those were in, in 2001. Yeah, 2001. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Speaking so, with, I, yeah, I do also respect the fact that at the end of that little exchange there, Cliff Robertson does physically eat some sausage because <laughs> if there is any, and I get it, I get it, I've been there. If there's anything that bothers me watching something when an actor is doing a scene with food, it's where you fake eat things or like pick at your plate or don't really do anything. Yeah. But like he just goes whole hog and eats it. I mean, we mm -hmm. don't see him chew and swallow it. So maybe he spit it out in a bucket or something like that. But, but it, it, Give so much more to those those uh, those scenes when you do it. And obviously the reason people skirt around it as much is because it sucks when you're the actor, because depending on how many takes that you're doing, you may be right. full of whatever it is you're eating by take two and feel like you're going to vomit on take three. And right. You want you you're you have to find those critical counterintuitive things where you don't trust your instinct because your instinct is to protect your dignity. And you can't trust that instinct in acting. You have to be vulnerable there. And your instinct is, I don't want to be sick. I don't want to eat too much. I don't want to look bloated. I don't, all those like vain right. whatevers that you're having there. No, eat the food. Just, just eat it. Just, uh -huh. yeah. it, it, this scene will work better if you eat it. But not <laughs> if, if you're vegetarian. The food, yeah. If the food isn't important that's on your plate, like ask for like steamed broccoli or something. Something yeah. that, yeah. that you can like eat and, and eat for real and it not look ridiculous yeah you know i used to like and, uh, bananas yeah. on stage because like but like it, it won't make your mouth too dry you know uh -huh. and it, and it's oh, not yeah. too gross it's like it's just soft enough and if you have to like rush through it you can like push it to the side and still talk through a banana it's not too bad whereas like a piece right. of toast you'll be stuck forever like, right. trying to trying to gain back <laughs> it's true it's all by the by bananas are a good cookie uh, so I, was this... actually, I was actually going to mention bananas but we did yeah. uh, i did a production in high school where I, my character was constantly eating something yeah, and uh, it was always a banana because I could still get my lines out. Yeah, with, uh, with a banana, and you don't oh, you don't yeah. hate bananas too quickly, you know. No, right, yeah. Yeah. it's true. Yeah. Um. So this line that we leave uh, Uncle Ben on: uh, "Teenagers, raging hormones, they never change." This is a reference to the line that got cut last hmm. week when, uh, when uh, Peter goes up to his room, yeah, and uh, in that original draft. Um, he said, uh, uh, let's see, what was it? It was, um, oh, he's a teenager and, and Aunt May, Aunt May says, uh, or no, Aunt May says, no, I'm sorry. I got that they mixed up again. They switched the characters it's, in it's, two of the drafts. Yeah. Right, right, right. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, Aunt May's like, I, I need to go see what that's about. And, and Uncle Ben's like, he's a teenager. And Aunt May says he's depressed. And Uncle Ben says he's a teenager. <laughs> um, and, uh, this line, teenagers, raging hormones, they never change is a, is a direct reference to that bit that got cut out, yeah. uh, from that previous scene. Yeah. It does sort of it, a payoff to that right, moment. To so that it's, setup. It, yeah. it's interesting that they left this in, um, mm -hmm. cause they obviously felt that it needed a button. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so they went ahead and just chose to leave it in, uh, despite the fact that it is actually, it's a callback. Right, um, but that a, they cut the thing, the first thing too, <laughs> directly related to the previous conversation. But it, he sells it, I think. Yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. it's a generational thing too, though, because I mean, like it, people yeah. of that age, it's oh, they're teenagers. You know, just completely write it off based on how old <laughs> someone is. 
So, I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. I can, I can absolutely see, I can see my grandfather do I know my grandfather has done that or <laughs> did that. Uh, he was sick. He's less sick. He's acting weird. Yeah. Teenager. Yeah. Yep. He's yeah. a teenager. <laughs> absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Um, so then we, we cut outside, uh, to an exterior. And so when people, when I meet people mm-hmm. who are usually, you know, not from, they were, they were really young when this movie came out and uh-huh. now, the, and they were like of the right age when the Andrew Garfield stuff was out. And so yeah. they prefer that Spider-Man or the MCU Spider-Man and a lot of people, and, yeah. Right, and a lot of people will be like, "Well, I don't, that you know, those those Sam Raimi, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies, they're really cheesy, and I mean, they're not subtle at all, and everything all the characters say is really on the nose and ridiculous." And I just go, "Oh, come on, it's not so bad." And then Mister Watson <laughs> walks outside and says, "You're trash. You'll always be trash, just like your mother." <laughs> and I just go, "Well, uh, okay, <laughs> maybe they sometimes have a point." That's a that's what we call a tangible detail. Uh, yeah. Film critic Hulk speak. Uh, that's something yeah. you can fixate on. Uh. So the the full line he says is, "I don't care what your mother says. It's not okay with me. You're trash. You'll always be trash, just like her." Ooh. What the hell is he talking about? I, I, I Going in cars with boys? I don't. I don't know. Is there? There's some plan for the rest of her day. She was like describing to him, and he's like, "I'm not. I don't prove that at all. You're one of those, you know, one of those leggy skanks or something." Like, I don't know what 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 it could be. Let's like, yeah, because really... it's really weird. Because it's yeah. like, okay, uh, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang out with Flash later. I don't, mm. like okay if that's the scenario like sure. I, oh you guys are gonna be alone together mm. and he's like yeah no you cannot do that. I am not okay with it. I don't care that your mother said it's okay. Mm. And then he follows it up by saying you're trash mm. and you'll always be trash. Which if he's saying that you she can't be with Flash alone, then why is she? Yeah. It just feels like a contradiction yeah. of terms. Like you right, can't right, right. you can't <laughs> you know keep your 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 daughter in a chastity belt and mm. then also call her trash and say that <laughs> she'll always be trash. <laughs> like a plus or class, to- toxic masculinity man run right yeah I don't know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I i wonder if it has something to do with is it that she asked to like audition for a play or something Ooh, ooh, maybe and so yeah. he's saying no you're not ever going to be a star you're going to be trash like me you'll always be trash just like her just like me we're trash yeah. we're trash yeah. family yeah <laughs> If that like tall poppy syndrome, don't don't try to like you think you're better than us. You're not better than us. You're trash, you know, type of thing. Right. Um, exactly. I could buy that. I could buy that. That tracks better. I don't know if they're on the on the their breakfast in the Watson household. If she was just like, by the way, um, I'm gonna go audition. <laughs> like, I don't know how that setup is, but if that's the tail end of the conversation, I can kind of buy that. Uh, yeah, it's it's sad. I mean, it is horrendously on the nose in terms of like okay can we establish that her dad's not a good guy she doesn't have a good home life let's just just have him come out there in a in a in a tank top and sweatpants and no shoes and say you're trash you'll always be trash trash. (laughs) just like your mother (laughs) but just because it's way on the nose 
doesn't mean it doesn't work because I think it works. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's on the nose, but it's not like this guy doesn't exist in real life. Like he yeah, absolutely yeah. exists in real life, unfortunately. 100%. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, this is not beyond the pale for, you know, things that are said in New York at 8 a.m. or whenever people right. get up for school. I don't know when people go to school. Seven. Right. Yeah. Although, although if. Is it is is her mother home? And if is, if her mother's home, and he's home, hmm. like how are they affording this house in Queens? Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. this guy's not getting ready for work. No, like, no, 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 no. And he's not like he does. He's not an internet entrepreneur. In two, he's gonna go back so. inside. He's gonna go back inside, and he's gonna like watch like Girls Gone Wild or whatever you know, other. Maybe. Two, two, like early 2000s reference I can make. Yeah. Like Maybe he guys got watched. hurt in his factory job and he's, you know, like on disability. Comp and dis he's probably on disability or something. I don't know. Yeah. But he's pretty spry. I don't know. Maybe he hurt his back. Uh, he's not going into work. <laughs> no, are they, no. were they Forest Hills, Queens? Probably. Yeah, Queens. Forest Hills. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Um, yeah for nobody yeah. could afford that. Yeah. No. But it's cute. <laughs> Uh, yeah, maybe nobody, nobody yeah. could afford it. It would be a ghost town. <laughs> ghost town. <laughs> You'd roll in there. There'd be tumbleweeds everywhere. Uh, but uh, if his mom, if her mom is there, it, like, what's the conversation after MJ leaves when he goes back inside? Well, up, in the trash? script, in the script, uh, he's after he says, "Who's stopping you?" Uh, she says, "Leave her alone." Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Good. Thanks. Um, <laughs> So <laughs> I have to go to school. Who's stopping you? Leave her alone. <laughs> which is which is actually a big change. Like yeah. this uh, idea of MJ coming from a broken home and like, you know, two parents who obviously hate each other. Yeah. Uh, that is not a thing in the comics. Like no. that, like Mrs. Watson is like uh, Aunt May's like BFF. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, oh, totally. Um, so it's uh that's why it's they a, get set up in the first place right yeah right yeah, yeah. right yeah so it's uh it's interesting although is or is that her granddaughter is mrs watson miss mary jane's grandmother uh, in the comics i don't I know my, my don't brain know always goes to clear. the ultimate spider-man comics which are f fairly significantly different from the right the dicto run so i'm not 100 percent. yeah sure. i can't i can't remember <sighs> what she might even be her aunt to, as well. It might just be two aunts. They meet at the know. ant club, you know? On yeah, yeah. The third, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Forest Hills Ant Club. Yeah. <laughs> uh, F-H-A-C. That, by the way, uh, is the new name of our listener group, if anybody <laughs> Forest Hills Ants Club. F-H-A-C. Uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, we'll make buttons. Man. It'll be great. Yeah, we'll have them for merch on the site uh, um this yeah i i don't know what else to say about this moment it it's really they hit it hard it's there but it, it accomplishes what it set out to do i yep. there there are no know. questions asked about mary jane's home life yeah we mm -hmm. get we get very quickly like where she's coming from yeah oh your life and, sucks gotcha no your okay. life sucks yeah <laughs> and it, it also sets up the awkwardness of the the secondary awkwardness of this the tail end of this minute when he's deciding whether or not to go talk to her that's a much easier choice to make if she's not visibly upset you yeah. know like mm -hmm. th there's this i i don't know i guess we can talk more about it next week when he actually has a chance to interact with her but the following close behind him wondering if you should say something at well, those can, moments, yeah, Ugh. you can you can see the ebb and flow in this minute of of Peter's confidence because at the start, yeah, 
he's he's ready to fight the world and ready to do anything. And then as he's yeah. following her, you can see that guy in the back of his head going, no, don't, yeah. nope, bad idea. This is not <laughs> the time. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah. He's not ready and MJ's dad in. really just like mm. ruins ruins Peter's day. Like, <laughs> yes. He ruins he was the already. momentum of our coaster. Yeah. <laughs> our yeah. roller coaster we were on. We just had Mr. Watson yeah. park his Sam like, Raimi car right in the middle of like, the tracks. He's like stuck upside down on the roller coaster now, all because of his <laughs> <laughs> dad. He's like, guys, um guys, can we get this thing head. going again? Yeah. Oh yeah. man. <laughs> Uh, you got to wait till the first hour, Peter. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure that probably is like the the big. We talked about it already. The, that probably is like the best shot of Sam Raimi's car, right? In the uh, the that car from Evil Dead and everything, like the the closest like clear look we get at it in the whole movie. Uh, this... No, because you've got the you got the shot later on at the library where Uncle Ben picks him up. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that right. would be that's the best right. one. That would be the best one. Yeah, but it's yeah. there, waiting, waiting yep. to be deployed. Yeah, uh, it's the Oldsmobile. Yeah, see, see the classic filmmaking's fun <laughs> sometimes. And the best part about it is it looks like a ridiculously old car. Oh, yeah. 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 And also, I have to point out that that MJ's family owns like a tiny hashback. Yeah. With yeah. like wood paneling <laughs> and a bike with no tire. Yeah. Ooh, boy. Oh boy. See, they are trash and she will always be trash. They're a trash family. They got trash on their lawn. <laughs> they got trash out back. She's always got to take out. It's just yeah. trash. Trash galore. Um I'm trying to think. All right. Well, I think happened. I think yeah. that about does it yeah. cuz I don't I don't have anything about the about the walk to the bus stop. Yeah. Uh, I think like, it's it's all in the actual bus stop interaction, so like Right. Yeah. She's got a nice um, so backpack. We'll, it's got a design on it. I don't know. Got I don't rainbow. know what else to say. Yeah. She's got a rainbow backpack. She's a kid still in her tall boots. And yeah. Her, yeah. Buffy outfit, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's slightly Buffy-ish. Uh, it's good. I will say, and yeah. this is something that I noticed uh, a couple weeks ago when he was, mm-hmm. he was wearing this hoodie when he got bit by the spider. Right. Um, that looks like uh, an incredibly comfy hoodie. Oh yeah, I I want to track it down. I'm 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 amazed he didn't grab one of his 18 flannels on the way out the door. Uh, if, there if the, there yeah. are so many to choose from, and they were all <laughs> over the room. Yeah, I know. within an arm's reach. Yeah, <laughs> he would have been well, grunging it up. He would have had to like button it up. I mean, that would have taken a while. Yeah, so. it would have taken forever. He's like, True. he had to get out the door. He was excited for the day. Well, yeah. he needed to meet up with MJ. He didn't want to miss her. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. So. Yeah, to, yeah, uh, he just threw yeah, on a shirt. Yeah. Throw on that shirt. Probably no <laughs> also, deodorant. Yeah. You know what I just realized? The huh. only reason that he takes off his shirt when he comes upstairs before he passes out is so that he can be shirtless and see his like new body in the mirror <laughs> yeah. the next morning. Literally the only reason I just it's well, what if he's it, it, it's, well, I, He's so hot. So uh, yeah, he's got a big fever. I don't know. What, is, what know. is that? Uh, what what is that rule with the gun? The gun? The gun the over Chekhov's the mantle? Gun? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's Chekhov's abs. Um. <laughs> <laughs> over the mantelpiece. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, all right, let's load this bullet now. It's gonna go off at some point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he was just really hot. He was so hot and sickly, but he does immediately cover himself up with a blanket. So yeah, back and forth. Yeah. Right. Back and forth. You know. <laughs> Cold flashes. Uh, hot flashes. Movies. They're Whole great. thing. 
<laughs> well, uh, thanks so much for joining us this week, Jay. Uh, this, this, I, I, I messaged you guys this on Facebook, but this is like the most fun I've had doing a podcast in ages, uh, since oh, I was hosting my that's own show. Awesome. I, I loved every second of this. Thank you oh, so thank much. Thank you so much. You know yeah. what? I do have one last question for you before we let you go. Sure. Uh-huh. Uh, cause we got a little bit of her last minute and then a little bit more of her this minute. Yeah. You don't get any like really solid MJ minutes, but what is your opinion of mary jane in these movies and specifically uh uh, kirsten um so i i like kirsten dunst quite a bit um i was i i love bring it on bring it on is one of my favorite films Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. i think it's absolutely hilarious and just great yeah the the (laughs) the the stunt work in it and everything like that is just amazing with the uh the the cheerleading it's fascinating to watch also i'm a dude and they're cheerleaders so uh, (laughs) It's fair um, point. It's fair yeah, point. Sure. Uh, yeah. But I, I really enjoy her. And I think she does well as Mary Jane because I don't think uh, Face It Tiger, you just hit the jackpot. Mary Jane would work in these films. Right. Um, yeah. That's yeah. something we talked a lot about is how uh, Toby's Peter doesn't play off of that type Mary of MJ. Jane. Yeah. yeah. Because you can't, you can't because have supermodel sexpot um, they, MJ. Right. Because before, before they had officially cast Toby, uh, the front runner to play Mary Jane Watson was Elijah Dishku, who would have been an incredible Mary Jane for the face of Tiger. You just hit the jackpot. Mary Absolutely. Jane. Right. But right. once you cast Tobey Maguire, you have to sort of restructure your casting around him. Yeah. And as a result, Elijah Dishku went out the window. But yeah. um, but we got Kirsten uh, and yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's she's, uh, she's great. Um, the I think the version of MJ in the films is kind of a, a really nice amalgamation of mm-hmm. Mary Jane and Gwen Stacy. Yes, mm-hmm. you, you you get both, and I mm-hmm. think that was necessary because you can't. I mean, th- there's a lot of romantic backstory and baggage to Peter Parker in the comics, and mm-hmm. you're you you fall into one of two camps. You're either Team Gwen or you're Team Mary Jane, and just. Yeah the longer the series has gone on, Mary Jane has been around longer. And I mm-hmm. think it makes sense to focus on Mary Jane, but to give some of the personality traits and kind of girl next door attitude that Gwen had. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. And I think, I think Kirsten does wonderful mm-hmm. with it. Um, yeah. I, 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 I enjoy, I like, I, I like the whole cast, man. I, I can't, <laughs> I mean, from, from top to bottom, from, from Toby down to Randy Savage's Bonesaw McGraw, I, there's, <laughs> <laughs> Nothing that doesn't hit for me in this film. So, exactly. All right, yeah. awesome. awesome. Well, thanks so much for for joining us this week, and uh, we will we will definitely be in touch for Spider Man Two. I cannot wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we will be back next week with minute twenty one. In the meantime, mm-hmm. uh, you know you're going to want to check out that Facebook group. Uh, the uh, what did we end up calling it? <laughs> friendly neighborhood <laughs> listeners. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's but, yeah. Spider-Man minute, friendly neighborhood listeners. Uh, it's a, it's a private or like a closed group on Facebook, but we let in everybody. It's just that we make sure that you're not like porn a robot or, or porn. Yeah. 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 So, um, uh, so that's, that's the only reason it's closed. So just send us, send us a, uh, you know, say I want to end the club and we'll let you in the club. <laughs> it's not, it's not a particularly exclusive club. It's fine. <laughs> Um, so, it's, uh, it's so not check like that the Forest Hills Ants Club, no, it's not right. Like that exactly, <laughs> very specific membership. 
You have to be an ant and uh, and live in Forest Hills. It's very yeah. specific. Yeah. Um, and then also uh, check out our Patreon page, duelinggenres.com slash support. Uh, and I believe, I mean, at this point, I think we're like a month in. I would venture a guess, uh, you know, a peek behind the curtain. We are recording this a little ahead of the time. But uh, I, I would guess at this point – Zach and I are doing weekend editions of some sort mm-hmm. um, for Spider-Man Minute where we're covering things like uh, episodes of the cartoon or the old Marvel comics or video games or, uh, you know, anything yeah. and everything Spider-Man and Spider-Man related uh, will be will be covered there that isn't movies. Yeah. Um, so uh, so, you know. The, the what happens is you you support us on Patreon at the five dollar level a month or higher, and uh, in return for that, you mm-hmm. gain access to all of this like free bonus content. Yeah. Um, you know from from this podcast as well as all of the other podcasts that we have at Dueling Genre, like Lord of the Rings Minute and uh, Back to the Future Minute, and um, any other sort of like upcoming shows that we've got on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll all sort of you'll get all of that bonus content for you know five bucks a month so it's great uh, it helps yeah. keep the lights on it's really helpful and it means a lot so we appreciate yeah. it. yeah well and it's gonna it helps us pay for all the spider-man related things that we need to uh uh have in order yeah. to review them on the <laughs> yeah. show right. so uh so, some are know. hard to track down <laughs> a little yeah. tricky yeah <laughs> right so uh so you know, go check that out. And if you think it's worth your while, uh, we would really appreciate it. And as a patron, you get a shout out at the end of every episode of our weekend edition. Uh, so, uh, you're going to want to, you're going to want to go over there and do that and check that out. And we would appreciate it. And we will be back to talk to you next week. Minutes 21 through 25. Bye everybody. Bye guys. Bye.